Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 151. And it is just such a privilege and an honor to lead these conversations. We're now in our third year, and it's just it's amazing. The, the audience participation, the network growing, and the want and the need and the desire for the good news around servant leadership. We have an amazing servant leader in studio with us today. We have the president and CEO of McKinney Capital and Advisory, Damian McKinney. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, James. It's an honor to be here today with you. Thank you for coming on. I know you have a lot of demands on your time, and I know you're, you're having a lot of success in the commercial real estate and business world. And what, what drew the Rise Up Network to you to have you come on is servant leadership. You know, you are walking the walk and talking the talk, you know, and, and you're putting others first. I want to dig into that, but I'd love, you know, to hear for our audience and our network a little bit about your background. I know you're from the Midwest, you know, maybe a little bit where you grew up, what was your family like, and where'd you go to school and up to now? So I really grew up uh, across the country. Uh, I'm born in California, moved to Dallas, then Indianapolis, and then I went away to uh, a Catholic uh, prep school in Northern Indiana with the intention to go to Notre Dame. Uh, that was, you know, I'm, come, I'm one of seven kids in a Catholic family, and so that was the, you know, I think Notre my dad's Dame was dream, kinda that it. was it. <laughs> and so I ended up, uh, the boarding school I was at was very closely aligned with uh, Notre Dame, and we were on their campus every month through my high school years. So uh, right before graduation, I said, Dad, what's that rival school out in Los Angeles that all your business partners go to? I, um, I've seen enough of Notre Dame's campus. I want to see some sunshine, you know. And I chose USC and came out to California and never never went back to my, my hometown. I consider myself a Hoosier even though I've spent most of my life it's in California. Yeah, I am a Trojan. Yeah, I'm proud of it. So you, so you graduated, and did you get right into commercial real estate, or were you in different industries first? No, I got into real estate um, kind of out of fluke. I had just been accepted to be an institutional junk bond trader for Bateman Eichler Hill Richards, so it was like a dream job. Yeah. Came back to my apartment, USC called me and said, hey, we got an interview for you in West LA. Go on it, even though you've already accepted your job, and I get out there, and it's not uh, institutional bond trading. It's a uh, brokerage business. It's uh, real estate. I went up through this interview, had the time of my life, and at the end of the at the interview, they offered me a job, and I accepted it. And I so just it was not planned. So, yeah. but I I've enjoyed every minute of it uh, since then. It's it's been it's great. It's very much a relationship business. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, you get to meet amazing people, you know, leaders of their of their industry. You get to meet people who are entrepreneur, institutional. You just meet all walks of life and people who are really driven and passionate about what they do. And, you know, one of the things that kind of struck me as we were, we were talking earlier, you know, I don't know if you were in a, a conference room or you were in someone's lobby, but you saw a picture of these icons of you know, people were supposedly, quote unquote, having a lot of success, maybe materialistic success, and you're like, that's not it. What was that? Well, it was, it was a wake-up call for me to, that early in my career, working literally 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week, and I'm thinking, I'm going to be very successful, and I'm going to be as successful as anybody in this business. And so then to meet one of the leaders of the industry and see that it was money and image and prestige that drove him to be where he is and have all his success— 
to me, that's not success. And so it was a wake-up call to say, wait, take a step back and think about the culture that you're, you're in and think about the culture that you have the ability to influence. And so culture became a focus of my life at that point, and servant leadership is that culture uh, yeah. of my life. Yeah, and you, 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 know, you, you said a key word a minute ago, success. And there's this person here who's got all these materialistic things and they have a different version of success. What is success for Damian McKinney? Well, success is, is it is following, uh, and for me, it's following my faith. And it's that journey. It's, um, you know, we all start at a different place in life and we all end at a different place in life. There's no um, track meet where we all start at the same place right. and finish at the same place. Um, we all, it, our journey is our success. And, and, and it's how much of that journey did we accomplish that we set out to accomplish. And so for me, every day is that success story of being inspired to wake up in the morning and, and start the day and be excited about it and accomplishing tasks that you've set out for the day. And those tasks being mission-driven, purpose-driven, and, and with that true north compass of your faith guiding you through that process. I love it, and I think that that's you know that's something that I resonate with, and I think that's you know the Rise Up Network resonates with that you know serving others, and you know are you serving others, and and, and that being a measurement of success. True, true. I think you know success means different things to everybody, sure. right? And so you really have to spend time in reflection every day, and you, you if you don't have that, you really. You're just journeying through life. You're going through life versus growing through life. So you have to have that. You have to find that time for reflection. You have to be a student of what you're doing and every day. And I mean, I can personally, you know, admit that I have definitely been that person where you get up and it's like shot out of a cannon and you just go. And there hasn't been that reflection or, you know, taking that time to pray or meditate and reflect. And then it's like, you're just going a million miles an hour through the day and the week. It's like, what are you really doing? Well, it feels good. It's kind of satisfying to be busy, right? Right. But it's almost like a, a little bit of an insanity. It's like, we're so busy, but busy with what? Well, I think we're taught to be busy means we're successful also. And that's true to a degree, but you want to be busy at, at your purpose, yeah. at uh, the why behind what you're doing. And, and I don't think enough people ask the why of what they do. And so it, that's that time for reflection every day. Yeah. I say, why am I doing what I do? And, and am I helping others become a better version of who they are as a result of being part of their life? If not, then you gotta stop and think and say, right. wow, what am I really doing here? Right, am I doing the right things? Right. You know, so where, so you grew up in a deeply faithful family. Correct. You know, and what, what, did, what did that look like? You know, mom and dad in the book daily with you guys as kids? So um, I would say our, you know, being one of seven kids, it's mayhem all the time, right? <laughs> so you get those moments. You don't necessarily, I mean, I, we jokingly we, and lovingly, we always called my mom the general, but she was also the camp counselor. Someone's got to be in she charge. She had to be. She had to be. And our house was always the center of everybody's 
activities. All of our, all seven of us brought every, all of our friends to our house. Wow. So, and where, where are you in that? I'm that middle child. Okay. And so, which uh, I also think was a blessing because I got to know my are older Are you literally sibling. like number four, like number three four. above, three below? Yeah. yeah. You, okay. So I got to know my older siblings and my younger siblings versus the oldest, you know, was in high school when the youngest was born, right? So, sure. so I was, I, I would say I was the peacekeeper in the family and I was the one that really knew all the siblings. Yep. And so I was the the connector and um and my parents counted on me for that later in life as well and how did you know how did they pour into you guys in a faithful way you know and how does oh, by that example stuck with you as an adult by example I, I think they you know they they didn't read scripture with us every day but you know the bible was part of our life and and church every week and even during the week and so uh, it was just our faith was was treated with respect and and this reverence that you know why are we here and why are we so blessed and so it's just it was just the talk i mean we always said prayers before our meals and so you just knew that the the holy spirit was with you all the time it's it's phenomenal and i and i see you know when i meet faithful adults with that foundation from their childhood it's it's clear as day how how have you you know kept that with you as an adult you know your family and your parents laid that foundation how have you kept that through the rigors of life and kept that alive for you well i would say first of all i married up so my (laughs) wife lori uh, is really the cornerstone of the faith of our family and so she made sure that was embedded in our family every day and our children and they went to Catholic schools growing up, and it was just, she is the rock of that. I mean, she says the rosary every day, multiple times a day. So, and, and so I would say she's been the influence, and I'm, I'm, I'm a good second in command there. Got it. Got it. And now you, you, you're taking your faith in this belief in serving others into the business world. You know, you learned early on, you know, it's not about the cash and the flash. It's really about making a difference and an impact. Correct. What, what did that look like as you built your company? So it's, it's really tempting, you know, living in West L.A. and you know, Beverly Hills and Brentwood and Santa Monica and being around, you know, sedans and fancy suits all day and, and thinking, you know, wow, this is a fun life. And, you know, money isn't everything, but it sure is a nice down payment, you know, <laughs> and, and you, you, can, you can easily get wrapped up in that. Right. Yeah. So, again, hiring people who understand the culture of what I was looking for. Always making sure that anybody who works in our company reads um, for the last 20 years or so, uh, the book called The Art of Servant Leadership by Dr. Tony Barron. Great and book. A fantastic book. And now D- Dr. Barron has become a, a dear friend and an advisor to our company. And I, I would say he's a differentiator and making sure that we stay on course and, and his organization, Sherry Nassim and others. So they have really coached us along and making sure that we maintain that, that vision and that purpose. Um, so we're just blessed by surrounding ourselves with people who understand the art of servant leadership and co- the culture where we're trying to accomplish. And that, that servant leadership, you know, you, you've developed this foundation of servant leadership amongst your brokers and your employees and your team and your company. How does that serve your clients? And how does that make you better for your clients? Well, first of all, you think about, you hire people who are passionate about life and passionate about serving others ahead of their own interest. 
we have a saying at the end of the day, we like to ask each other, have we helped others become a better version of who they are as a result of working with us today? What a powerful question. Have so, we helped others be a better version of themselves yeah. by helping them today? Yeah. Or being with them? Or being with them, interacting with them. And if the answer is no, then you know, go to Ralph's or somewhere and tell you, meet, <laughs> meet the cashier and, and help that person. So that's our mission every day. And so when you have people like that, or passionate about serving others, I don't really have to worry about are they passionate about reading a lease? Are they passionate about making sure that that escrow is going well? They are. They pay attention to details. They pay attention to life. And they're always thinking about the client's interest ahead of theirs. And you know they're in there early in the morning and late at night and nobody's asking them to be. They are there because they're passionate about serving. So the level of service we provide is exceptional because of that, that passion for life and serving others. You know, you can tell it just, it radiates through the organization. And now, you know, your organization, how long have you had your company? How long have you guys been in business? So it's been in one form or another McKinney um, since, gosh, I was, I think 25. So okay. 30, 35, 37 years now. So, um, and, and really at this stage in life, it's, it's just really making sure that that is a legacy. Yeah. And so we've had offers to buy our company, very lucrative offers. And, you know, my wife and I look at each other at the dinner table, oh, that would be really nice. You know, we could really kick back a little bit. But no, that's not the legacy that I want to play more golf or I want to go on more trips or right. a bigger house. You know, it's like, no, I, I, this, is, this is our legacy is to make sure we have a company that continues beyond our career uh, giving back in, in, in real estate, uh, it makes a statement. And, and so we have the opportunity to touch a lot of lives. Yeah. And everybody in our company is on a board, or on a committee for nonprofits. And so they have a mission and they, they're hired for that reason. And so I just can't sell out to another firm and say, this is a new, a new version of our company. Uh, yeah, we, right. we, you know, they came in under that culture. So, so, you know, maybe one day that, that we'll be able to find a, the right partner and stuff. I'm not ruling that out, but right now. Any kids or heirs that might no, be interested? They, they've all become servant leaders in other areas. I mean, my kids are amazing. I'm just, I'm so inspired by them. They've, they've gone to Africa. They've gone into the military. They, they've, they've, they're doing things to serve others that are above and beyond um, what even I could imagine doing. And they're in their 20s and 30s, and they're, uh, they just, uh, my wife and I, Lori, are just in awe of what they've accomplished. At Sound very young proud. Age. Uh, very much, very much. So back to the, the business side of things, you know, so you've, so you've built this organization. You have great people from the top down, bottom up that are serving others first. What are some of the markets and sectors that your company serves? So... We're, we're very diverse and intentionally. So we started off corporate real estate advisors, tenant rep, okay. back before the term was even a term in the early 80s, and made sure that there was a level playing field for corporations. Everybody mm -hmm. was trying to represent the landlords. And so nobody was really looking after as a fiduciary the tenants. So we started, uh, as far as I know, maybe the first tenant rep firm in the business. Um, I didn't know of any others, at least, in that yeah. back in the early 80s, 1980. And so, so we started with that focus and being true fiduciaries. And from that, relationships evolved where the CEOs, CFOs, the C-suite executives of these companies said, 
McKinney, if you guys did for us personally what you do for our corporations, we'd love to invest with you. So we started, I mean, the first investor gave me a check for 50 million and said, go out and start buying. And he's given okay. us many hundreds of millions of dollars uh, yeah. to date. And he said, just do what you do for our company. I just trust you. And so we've gone out and we've now done that for a lot of high net worth individuals and families and now institutional capital. So we are um, cognizant of, you know, as fiduciaries for them as well. And we always make sure we avoid conflicts of interest with our corporations. Uh, to the tune where you know we've walked away from many millions of dollars in order to accommodate a client when the offer was given to us. So we've had opportunities to buy buildings at way below market value, but I know my client wanted it instead, or I've I brought it to them and they they got the upside. So so we're very we're, we're true fiduciaries uh, in our industry and um, and for our corporations and for our investors. It sounds simple but I'm sure it is not easy. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, I mean, you know, to, to build the business in the way you have with the thought and the care and doing the right things and turning down things that maybe were more lucrative, but it wasn't the right thing or it wasn't in line right. with your values or purpose. Correct. You know, how do, you, how do you continue to foster that purpose and that mission in the office and keep that culture vibrant? Well, first, uh, that's that ref time of reflection. I yeah. liked, I'm a morning person. I like getting you up too. well below, but well before the sun. What time's the first bell for you? Well, it, it varies. It's usually no later than five o'clock, uh, but, but often it's much earlier. And mm -hmm. that gives me my quiet time to really read and reflect and, and think about what's going on in my life and what's going on in others' lives that are, that are part of my life and how can I help them? So, so that gets me going in the morning and, and then at night you reflect on that, how did you do? And then you start all up again early the next morning. So, so I, um, I'm just, I, I'm excited about life and excited about starting the day. So that start of, of really reflection, focus, purpose, and that, that creates the drive. And, and that gives me the opportunity to write reflections. And so and I've, this year I've started doing that more often and sharing it with others around me that are close to me and the company and, and family. And I think that helps everyone understand where at least as a leader of the company, yeah. I'm going and hopefully um, it works for them as well. And what does that, you know, what does that look like for you? You know, Damien, you've had a lot of success. You've been in business for a long time. You've led different organizations, different pieces, and people. If you could pour into people, what what would you have them do? What would you have them, you know, take on as practices or study? So read. Uh, anybody that wants to succeed in life has to be a reader. Yep. Or or listen to you know pods. You know, listen to the rise up. Yeah, listen to her. That's exactly right. So, I think that first of all, be a student of life and making sure that the, what you're reading, what you're putting in your brain is actually accomplishing that. I mean, we can all be entertained by watching Seinfeld every night, but that's not really gonna get us very far in life. Um, so I think it's purpose-driven and making sure that you're a student of what you want, what, what your heart tells you to do, and, and follow that. Follow the love that you have for others, and you will uh, accomplish what you want in life. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Damien? It's been a privilege to have this conversation. You are walking the walk and talking the talk of servant leadership. Um, 
you know, welcome to the Rise Up Network. It's an honor to have this conversation with you. What are, what are some parting words for our listeners in the network that you'd like them to take away today? I would say think about your virtues. You know, two generous people have a much better life than two selfish people. Two loving people have a very much better life than two people who are, aren't loving. And, and you go through your virtues and you think about those. That develops your character, which ultimately develops your purpose. And if you just follow that, you think back to the roots, your, your, your virtues lead to your character and your purpose and leads, leads, leads you in life. Damian McKinney, McKinney Capital Advisors, thank you so much. Welcome to the Rise Up Network. Folks, get out there, get into your purpose, dig in, serve others, and continue to rise up.